Welcome, movie fans. Thank you for joining us for episode 71 of Reading Between the Reels. If you're a new listener, we're so glad you found us. And if you've been enjoying the show, please tell someone about us. Send a tweet, post to Facebook, write a review on your favorite podcast catcher, or just recommend the show to a friend. I'm Craig Dickinson, and today on the show, I'll be sharing the first in a series of Star Wars conversations that my English classes participated with special guests. And today we have for you on the show, Anthony King from Force Ghost Conversations, and Jeff McGee of Barbin Dog Media and Star Wars Splash Page. We hope you enjoy the show. Uh, who is your favorite character and who's your least favorite character? Why? Wow, that's a great question. My favorite character is Anakin Skywalker. Um, and I say that for a couple of reasons. And that's because um, I grew up during the prequels when those came out, episodes one, two, and three. So that character was just kind of at the forefront of my like fandom. But also at the end of the day in episode six, when Anakin Skywalker is redeemed, that's the ultimate like theme of Star Wars, in my opinion, is that um, it doesn't really matter what you do in life. You can always be a force for good at the end of the day. And that's the big thing that I always take away from that. So that's why I associate that with Anakin Skywalker. And that's why he's my favorite character. Least favorite character? Um, I, I guess I'd have to say the Emperor, uh, Emperor Palpatine, just because he's the ultimate bad guy and all that. And, you know, uh, I never like seeing him on screen and the things that he's doing behind the scenes, pulling the strings of it all. So I guess that's probably where I'd land on that one. Okay, thank you. Why do you think that Darth Vader is obsessed with finding Luke? Well, first, I believe it's because, um, you know, he's the, the pilot that took out the Death Star. Um, and then also, you know, he recognized that he, the force was with that. Um, with that being when the, you know, when he takes out the Death Star in the beginning of uh, episode four, or at the end of episode four, I should say. But also, we also know canonically now that he actually knew that he was really like he knew that uh, that was uh, his son um he also knows that it's luke skywalker as, as told by the crawl in episode five um so he also has that initiative too which we find out through all of empire where he's trying to hunt down luke and then have this revelation that he is his son and that you know he sees this as an opportunity where he could even thwart the emperor um and possibly take over um, so that's kind of going along the same lines of the dark side of it all, where he's trying to manipulate the situation to his own advantage. And then Luke at the end of the day is able to get the good out of Anakin that once was there. Who do you think is braver, Anakin or Luke? Who I think is better? Braver. Oh, braver. Oh, that's a great question. Um, I guess I would say... Oh, wow. Depending on the day, I guess I could answer either way, but I'm going to say Anakin right now. Um, I think to be a nine-year-old kid and then to have to literally choose to leave your, 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 your family, your mom and go join this incredible group of space wizards out there. I mean, that's gotta be pretty, pretty astonishing a, a choice to make at that young of an age, in my opinion, whereas Luke is, you know, 18, 19, choosing to leave the farm when both of his, uh, his aunt and uncle are dead. So he really doesn't have a, another option in front of him, but Anakin really has a, a really hard Sophie's choice in front of him, if you will. All right. So what if Luke and Leia had, I guess, switched places from the start? Hmm. That's another great question. Swapped, I guess. I think, uh, I think, it, you know, like, yeah, that's a really good one. I mean, that's a great what if. Um, 
I would say it probably ends up the same way at the end of the day. Um, they probably connect with each other at similar points. Um, yeah, I, I think it, I think it actually follows through the same way as it would. I don't think it's the story changes too much. Now, of course their characters are slightly different, probably how they get from point A to point B. Um, I think Leia is more determined and, and brash than Luke is at times. Um, but overall, I think that, um, and even there's a choice, there's a chance there that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe Leia is the ultimate Jedi. I mean, they both have force abilities. So I think, yeah, I think it all ends up the same at the end of the day. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. What do you think would have happened if Darth Maul killed both Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, so I think that in that case, that's Maul's ultimate victory. I think he's really the the pupil that he always wanted to be for Palpatine. Um, and instead of he's being cast, you know, instead of being cast aside as another another character uh, or a, a, a failed character in his opinion. Um, I think he's the number two. I think they assert themselves. Um, probably the Clone Wars still happen as they were intended to. I think that was part of the, the, the grand plan of it all. But uh, I think he he stays in the mix. And then eventually probably he probably becomes, I don't know, he probably just would secretly show himself as Palpatine's like uh, one of his henchmen or something like that in the Senate and all that. I think he would probably show his face a bit more. Um yeah, I, th I think that he would do that. And then eventually maybe the plans just wouldn't necessarily be like go to Dooku and then to Anakin and all that stuff. I think Maul will probably just have stuck around a bit more. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the question. What Star Wars film is your favorite? My favorite Star Wars film is episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Um, that's the last film that I saw with my uncle who introduced me to Star Wars growing up. So I have fond memories of that. I saw it on opening night with him um, and I saw it like three times in the theater. So it was just a great experience for me overall. Thank you. Uh, has anyone died or get injured while filming Star Wars? Not that I'm aware of. Uh, I'm sure some people have gotten injured over the years, of course, when they're doing these stunts and all that stuff. Um, but in terms of death, I don't think anyone has died on set yet. How do you think Obi-Wan feels as his duel with Anakin begins? Explain. Wow. Yeah, I think Obi-Wan is just... Uh, he's in a rough place at that point in time, right? You know, this is the person that he's literally raised as his kid. Um, and the fact that he's now literally shifted to the dark side, he's killed all of his other friends, right? A good amount of them, I would say too. Um, and I just, I don't think Obi-Wan can really put himself in the same headspace. And he's just like, what have, what have you become? What are you doing? I, I can't even recognize the person that's in front of me right now. Um, so it's clearly he's like, I was like, I'll do what I must, right? You're clearly not in a place where I can talk to you right now, talk any sense into you at this point. The only way that we can solve this is through a clash of lightsabers. And that's what happens. Thank you. You're welcome. How do you feel of Han Solo? Uh, I love Han Solo. I think he's a great character. I think he's, I personally relate to him a lot because I think uh, as I get older, you know, there's this like tug pull that we have of, you know, wanting to be this cool guy, cool character at the end of the day. But, you know, Han at, 
at his core is a good guy, as we learn in Solo, a Star Wars story. Like, and it shows that the, the original trilogy, of course, too, uh, where he's always there for his friends. He's there when you need him. Um, and that's something that I aspire to be for my own personal life, too. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. <clears throat> Uh, do you think if the rest of the Bad Batch had uh, the chips working, do you think that could have had an effect on the rest of Star Wars? Oh, for sure. I mean, I don't know how grand it would have affected Star Wars, but um, I think they probably would have been more involved in Order 66 to a large degree. They would have probably taken out some of the surviving Jedi that, you know, and that, that survived, of course, and... I think that they're just a great foil to what the current uh, regime of the of the early stages of the Empire is doing right now and setting the stage up for what the uh, a foundation for what the re- eventual rebellion could be. And without that in place, I think that the Empire is a lot more free, free room to r- wiggle around and do what they want to do and, and create uh, havoc upon the galaxy. So I think that with them fully being in operation with, with, uh, with what the empire is doing, that would have been definitely to the detriment of what we see in the original trilogy. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, what is the significance of Padme being continuously in danger? Wow, yeah, that's another great question. Uh, so, I mean, frankly, at the end of the day, it gives the the <laughs> the characters a uh, something to you know moves the plot along forward and all that stuff. I mean, that's that's certainly some to the degree. But also, I think it puts Anakin in this precarious situation where he's always forced to choose between his own feelings, between go, literally going against what the Jedi code is at certain times, where it's supposed to put others above singular people. Um, clearly in episode two, Attack of the Clones, I mean, that's a great choice that he's he's faced with there with Obi-Wan literally yelling in his ear, if you do this, you'll be expelled from the Jedi Order, right? So it puts Anakin in these precarious spots where he's eventually at this point where he's like, you know, she's going to either die in childbirth or I go along this dark path here. So it it moves the plot along of Star Wars, certainly for sure. But at the end of the day, it gives Anakin this great sense of morality questions where he's like, what do I do in this instances? And of course, we see how he chooses in episode three. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. What's up? Hey. <laughs> um, how's your day going? Yeah, pretty good. Thanks. Oh, that's pretty sick. Um, how come Kylo Ren's sword is like different? Um, so his actually is like a in canon, it's a bit of a throwback to uh earlier star wars stories so the high republic the old republic and that type of stuff uh, it's it's called a cross guard lightsaber so it's kind of referring back to an older time uh and and that in terms of its design so um yeah i think it's a pretty cool design at the end of the day too well that's sick i didn't know that yeah you're welcome that's so sick. thank you um why might it be a bad idea to give anakin the assignment to protect padme well i mean because it put them together which i think you know he's he's young uh you know he's he's he certainly has an interest in an infatuation for her as as described uh you know he's like he he's been dreaming about her ever since he saw her last right um so to put him in this position where he could have this temptation of like these romantic entanglements that certainly are against the jedi code at this point um at least in terms of episode two um 
putting them together is certainly, you know, and also Padme is also um, a very strong willed person where she's going to do what she wants to do. Um, and certainly as we've seen uh, in both episodes one and two, she, she keeps that through and through. Um, but uh, yeah, putting them together is certainly a dangerous thing because uh, yeah, the ro- romantic entanglements and of course Padme is like, I'm going to Tatooine and you're coming with one way or the other. Once he tells her about his, uh, Anakin tells her about his the visions that he's had about his mom and all that. And of course, they go to Geonosis to go save Obi-Wan too, right? So all that stuff was certainly against what they were uh, told to do, right? They were told to kind of just stay put. Um, so when all that comes together, uh, they certainly were were uh, two big explosions just waiting to go off. <laughs> Thank you. Um, why does Luke finally give in to his anger? Well, it's because he he's pushed to the point where you know he's he's afraid that his friends are going to be threatened, right? He's at this point where he's at the you know he's he, both an empire where he goes off to basically try and think he saves his friends. Where instead of completing his training with Yoda, um, he goes off when he's not necessarily ready to be facing Vader at that point. Is in his uh, Jedi training. And also in episode six, when he kind of gets into it a little bit, when he's fighting Vader and Vader finds out about his sister, right? Something that he wanted to keep away from that truth away from him as a, a overall. Uh, and he's like, oh, maybe your sister will turn to the dark side if you won't, right? That is something that you know it pulls at his heartstrings where he's like, no, I don't want them to be affected at all. Don't use, you know, he feels kind of responsible for that at a certain point. And that's what brings out the darkness with him a little bit there. Um the, the temptation that you know, his friends could be used against him as well, right? Um, or to be used as agents for evil at that point. And, and that brings out, I mean, honestly, it's relatable too. I, I would feel pull from my darkness as well if I felt like my friends were threatened. Um, so that's, that's where I land on that one. Okay, thank you. Welcome. Um, what was your reaction? <laughs> what was your reaction when you found out Luke and Leia were siblings? Wow, that's a great question because uh, I watched them in such a weird order uh, that I, <laughs> I I knew what it would happen like in the movies before I like actually like watched it for the first time. You know what I mean? Like it was just like one of those things that was such a part of our pop culture for me growing up that I knew that they were siblings before. Like it wasn't such a big reveal in the movie itself to me. But I just love how the the actors deliver that scene with Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher on that um, on the uh, in the in this village in Endor uh, when they're just kind of on that bridge talking with each other. I feel like it's a very warm and empowering experience between the two of them, where they both kind of know uh, at the end of the day about that um, without ever having to actually say it to each other. Um, so I guess it wasn't really such a big reveal to me at the time, unfortunately. Um, but uh, it, it, it definitely is. I, I'm a big fan of it story-wise and what it does for Star Wars overall. Um, what do you think about Anakin killing the Sand People? Well, it certainly is a great uh, point in his journey to the dark side, right? It shows that he is willing to give in to his anger, mm-hmm. um, that having these attachments is potentially something that could be used against him, right? His attachment to his mother and eventually be used for Padme. Um, overall, it's, it's a terrible thing. I don't like that he's necessarily killing people uh, for all that stuff, even, you know, after they did literally take his mother and all that stuff. Um, so it's just not a great situation overall, but he certainly is acting out of a place of fear, aggression, and anger that are definitely dark side um 
feelings, if you will. So it's, it's, it's not a great situation just to begin with, but, um, and I'm also not a big fan of it overall. Um, but he is just acting out of pure instinct in that moment, right? He's, he's little, his mom just died. She's saying his last words, her last words to him. He hasn't seen, he hasn't seen her in about, you know, 10 years. So I, I mean, it's, it's a real response to be honest, but, um, it's, it's not great. Thank you. Um, um, why do you think Anakin joined the dark side? So he joins the dark side out of, out of fear, of course, right? He, he he's on that path of the fear of loss is what ultimately drives him to this point. And also he wants to attain this power. It's a, it's, it's a two-sided coin there where he wants this power to save the ones that, that he loves, right? He's manipulated by that situation. Uh, he's fearful that his his wife is going to die in childbirth, similar to his his mom, and also lose uh, two kids. That at uh, the you know she he doesn't know that she's carrying twins, but he knows that she's pregnant at the time. Um, so that that fear of loss ultimately is is what's it's what's pulling him down the path. And of course, the Jedi have kind of gone away from their ways with through the Clone Wars and all that stuff. So he's just he's he's not trusting of them. They're not trusting of him. It's just the ultimate system where it just doesn't work at the end of the day for the for the two of them at the time. Um, and of course, Palpatine's there feeding him this 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 uh, temptation of right. You do this, I can do this for you, even though he's not necessarily going to back it up. I don't think in the at the end of the day, right? He still doesn't give him the 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 formula, if you will, to save Padme. I don't think there was ever a timeline where Padme would exist with uh, Anakin being Vader and with Palpatine at the same time. So ultimately, it's a fear of loss. That's what Anakin turns to the dark side for. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. What are your impressions of Jabba the Hutt and his palace? Oh man, I love Jabba. I think that the, the overall like the puppetry behind it, so those the behind the scenes of creating the character and all that, just absolutely works for me. Um, and I just love that there's the idea of this, this vile gangster. It's literally a vile thing in the galaxy. I just find that to be so cool and inventive of the people that work behind the scenes to create these, these creatures and characters. Um, I also love this, the menagerie of the characters. I think uh, you may have seen in uh, Return of the Jedi, there's like the guy that's playing like a keyboard. He's blue and he looks, uh, yeah, that's really the only way I can describe him. He's got like flippers, his ears and all that stuff and hands. He's, he's really cool. His name is Max Rebo. He's the leader of the band that, that plays there. And I just love that character so much. So all the menagerie of, of Jabba's palace is so cool. And um, yeah, I love that scene. That whole sequence is like its own little movie. And I think that's really cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, do you think Yoda or Obi-Wan is afraid to teach Luke because of what happened to his dad? I think Yoda's a little bit uh, apprehensive about it. I think Obi-Wan certainly made his choice about who he was staying with. Um, and uh, I, I think that was always part of his plan overall was to train uh, to train Luke. Yoda, on the other hand, I think was, uh, you know, he's keeping tabs on Luke and always saying that he's looking towards the horizon and not keeping his eyes on where he's at and keeping focused and all that. I think canonically, too, I think. Um, if I recall from uh, a book that came out a couple of years ago about the Empire Strikes Back or was it A New Hope? I can't remember exactly, but um, I think Yoda actually wanted to train Leia instead of uh, uh, of Luke um, in order to be like the, the next Jedi to take over um, and, and move the next generation of stories forward. Um, so, but at the end of the day, it's Luke that, that ultimately takes, uh, takes, those, takes that mantle. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Um, why do you think the Imperial officers are more afraid of the Emperor than Darth Vader? Ooh, that's a that's another great question. I mean, well, because Vader ultimately serves a higher master too. <laughs> and uh, if Vader is potentially afraid of somebody and I'm afraid of Vader, then I should certainly be afraid of who Vader is afraid of, right? And, uh, you know, if... If you see Vader, that's really bad, but the Emperor really doesn't come out for a whole lot of reasons. So if he's making a, a house call, if you will, something's really wrong. So for all those people working on Death Star 2 that aren't necessarily moving fast uh, in the construction process as they would like, uh, they're, they're, they're certainly their jobs are in jeopardy and their lives are definitely in jeopardy, too, at that point. <laughs> Thanks. Good morning. Hello. Why was the Emperor so obsessed with uh, replacing Vader with Luke? My take on that has always been that when, because George Lucas introduced the concept of midichlorians in the sequels, when Vader got his limbs cut off, that depleted his midichlorian count. So technically, Luke was stronger in the Force than Vader was. So you know how some people like to trade their car in for a new model? I kind of feel like that's what the Emperor was doing there. He just wanted to trade up for a new model. Thank you. Sure. Um, do you think that Order 66 has correlation to friendly fire from games like Call of Duty? Oh, my God. Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, full disclosure, I've never played Call of Duty, but I have friends who play it and I've watched them play it a lot. But uh, uh, possibly. Yeah, that's it. Well, you tell me a little bit about is that a campaign or something within Call of Duty? What What is friendly? Um, fire considered? Friendly fire means that like you can harm your friendlies. Gotcha. Gotcha. OK, I thought maybe that was like a, a version of Call of Duty. Um, I, th I think that's a good way to look at it. But at the, en the end of the day, the clones were programmed to when Order 66 was invoked, they were programmed to see the Jedi as their enemies. So I don't know. I think the Jedi would see it that way, but the clones wouldn't. So, yes and no. Okay, How's thank that you. for a non-committal answer? Great question. What were your thoughts about the clone troopers fighting for the Jedi? The clone troopers fighting for the Jedi? Yeah. Uh, I felt good about it. I thought that that's... I had a hard time believing that not a single one of them would have any misgivings about going after these people that they'd served with. So to me, it was sort of like being asked to go after your like your commanding officer or something or a friend. So uh, I actually like that. I like that they that they went there with the uh, the storytelling. What did you think? Um, it was cool. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why do you think Darth Vader? I mean, Anakin stayed on the dark side after Padme died. Why did he stay on the dark side after Padme died? Okay. Yeah. We're actually, so one of my podcasts that I work on is Star Wars Splash Page. It's about Star Wars comics. And there is a storyline going through the comics right now in the Darth Vader comic about that. He he thought she was dead. He thought that she, he thought that she had died. I thought that he had killed her. And so at that point he was like, well, I'm kind of, I, I kind of took it to mean that I'm all in. So if I go back now, it's just going to waste her life. So at least if I do this, if I keep going down this path, I can do what I set out to do and honor her memory, which is messed up. But I think that's kind of where he was in his mind. That's how, that's how far gone he was. What do you think? Uh, I don't I don't really think that he knew that she died. But like when he choked her, it, like I think that he knew that she died. But like, I don't know why that like he's still on the dark side. Yeah, it's, he was just he was just messed up. 
Yeah. I think he was just mad because his mom died. Yeah, that's a good part of it. Yeah. My friend Matt always just says uh, the 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 uh, the main storyline for Anakin is just, man, chill out. If he had just learned to chill out, things would have been just fine, right? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Chill, good question. How do you think Padme died? How did she die? Um, I think that, you know, they say in the movie that she there's no reason for her to die. The assumption is that she kind of died of a broken heart. Uh, I think that uh, she just kind of, I, you know, that's a great question. Some people think that she died because the Emperor siphoned off her life to give it to Vader. And I think there's something to that, but there's nothing in the story to indicate that. So my theory on it is that she was just so heartbroken at Anakin's betrayal that she just she saw no reason to go on, which which is messed up because she just had kids, right? Well, we knew you want to live for your kids. So I, I think there was probably something more to it, but uh, I think it was probably just the strain of everything. Maybe when Anakin choked her, maybe he, maybe he did. Maybe that is what did it. I don't know. What do you think? I think she died of a broken heart. Okay. That's fair. Hello. Hi. So I was wondering, uh, in the Clone Wars, Ahsoka leaves um, Anakin as the Padawan. And I was wondering uh, if um, Ahsoka would have stayed uh, as Anakin's Padawan, uh, if she would have also died with the rest of the Jedi, or if you think she'd live. I th- I'm afraid she probably would have died because she would have been in the middle of all of that. Right. And mm-hmm. she was still young enough when it happened that, uh, you know, she, she did survive. Cause you, you seen the episode where, where they came after her uh-huh. at the end of this season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think she would have, she would have tried her best to get out of there, but I think her guard would not have been up as long. So I think she probably would have been killed. So I think that was what saved her life. Thank what you. do you think? Uh, I think, she might have gotten corrupt by Anakin because mm. of his way of thought. It's interesting. Maybe I'm gonna I'm gonna have to think about that. That's good. That's good. Thank you. All right, thank you. Why was Star Wars set for a long time ago? Uh, I think that's because George Lucas didn't want it to be set in the future, and his whole thing was this is a this is sort of a fairy tale, and you know fairy tales are always long ago and far away like in a kingdom far away or whatever. And so I think that sort of just sets it up as being more of a mythology than a science fiction story. I think he didn't want it to be science fiction. He wanted it to be fantasy. Okay. And that, that's what I've always thought about that. Good question. In the, when Darth Maul and Qui-Gon are fighting, why didn't Obi-Wan use his like super force speed to catch up and get by the laser gates? I have had every time I've watched that movie with somebody who had never seen it before. They asked me that same question. And my guess is he, A, he didn't want to overshoot and run past him. And B, he was afraid that if they did close while he was in mid, mid-run, mid they would close on him and he would be killed. So I think he was probably just being overly cautious. What do you think? Um, I don't know. I think he was a little dumb not to use his super force speed. <laughs> yeah, they introduce it and then don't use it. That's kind of weird, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. Thank you. Sure. Who do you think is the strongest Sith or Jedi? The strongest Sith, obviously, I think is probably Palpatine because look at what he did. And as far as the Jedi, um, maybe Yoda. I think Yoda, but I also kind of think Obi-Wan probably had as much power as Yoda. So I would say either Yoda or Obi-Wan to me. And I'm not that well versed into anything outside the movies. So I think Palpatine is the strongest Sith. And I think probably either Yoda or Obi-Wan are the strongest Jedi. What do you think? 
Um, for Jedi, in my opinion, I think Qui Gon because okay. he, he. I don't think he finished teaching uh, Obi Wan like everything, or did he? Did he That's think- true. And he's the one who he's the one who uh, first figured out how to come back as a Force ghost too. So you may be onto something there. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. What if Leia and Luke died during birth? What if Leia? And, oh man, we'd be in trouble, wouldn't we? There would be there would be nobody to uh, to to go against Vader or the Emperor. I think uh, I I think we would have been we would have been, yeah everybody would have been lost, right? Wouldn't they? Yeah. I don't know. Do you think somebody else would have stepped up? Uh. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, but you know, Leia was was leading the rebellion, so we lost that. Luke, man, you're bumming me out. Luke, uh, Luke would have been around to go after to go after Vader either. Yeah, I think I think they would have just. I think Vader and em- the Emperor would have just taken over the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. Good Thank question. I'd, I've never thought of that before. What if Anakin's mom was the one to go with Qui Gon and, and Obi Wan instead of Anakin? Oh, well, let's see. Uh, I don't know that things would have been much different. I think it would actually would have been worse because Anakin would have had all of these force powers, but not known what to do with them. And then you just got Watto there being mean to him all day long. So he probably he probably would have killed Watto by the time he was 12. And uh, then he would have struck out on his own and he would have turned into a pirate. That's what I think. What do you think? Honestly, the same thing. Okay. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a great question. How different do you think things would be if Darth Vader ended up living? Oh, you know, I think um, I think if Darth Vader had ended up living, I think the First Order would not have happened because you've got somebody who was around when all of it happened the first time. And I think you've got somebody with some authority who can speak to what he's seeing. So I think things would have been... On the one hand, things would have gone a lot smoother because that wouldn't have happened, but I think he would have had a hard time getting people to trust him again, right? Wouldn't you? Yeah. 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 I think what what do you think would have happened? Honestly, the same thing. I don't same think thing. trust him. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'd be hard to trust somebody after that, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great question. So what if Mace Windu had successfully uh killed the Emperor? Oh man, that's tough. On the one hand, it would have stopped everything in its tracks right then. But then you've got a Jedi who has just killed the leader of everything. So I think somebody else in Palpatine's camp would have stepped up and would have started doing everything behind the scenes again. And I think the same thing would have happened. I think it would have just taken longer. Yeah, probably. Probably so. You think so? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been a mess. All right. Thanks. Good question. How come they never use um that like speed thing, like like the force thing, uh-huh. like like in any of the movies? Any other movies? That's an excellent question. And my only answer to that is George Lucas wasn't a very good writer. Mister oh. Dickinson might slap my hand for that, oh. but I think I think it was just. A- <laughs> <laughs> No, I think I think it's the same thing as like, you know, why all of a sudden, why could, why could R2-D2 fly in the prequels, but not in the others? I think it was just something that uh, nobody thought about until then. And then, you know, actually, you could make the, the case, though, that there was nobody around to teach it to anybody else. So I'm going to take back what I said about George Lucas, Mr. Dickinson. I'm going to take it back. I think it's because there was nobody around to teach Luke how to run fast. That's what I'm going to go with. What do you think? They just like didn't teach the yeah. Luke. They like didn't teach 
I don't know. They just didn't learn it. Yeah. There was no, like I said, there was nobody around to teach it after all the Jedi were, were, were killed. Right. Yeah. I think you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. Good question. All right. Have a good day. Oh, is he shutting it down now? <laughs> <laughs> what causes Vader to break away from the dark side and the control of the emperor? I think it was, uh, I think it was seeing his son. I think he finally realized, Oh my, this guy's killing my kid. I've got to do something about this. And I think uh, in that moment, I think he was remembering everything that the emperor had told him and realizing all of those lies. Right. Cause he, he didn't even, a, he thought, he thought Padme died. Didn't know he had a kid. I don't know why it took him that long to get to it, but I, that's what I've always thought is it just, you know, he, he couldn't take his son suffering like that. What do you think? Um, yeah. I kind of like, I think that like he realized that, that like being on the dark side doesn't actually like save lives. So he kind of like felt, bad yeah i think you're right i think you're right good question thanks um how do you think anakin got the scar on his eye oh if you watch the clone wars cartoon not the one that that was on comedy central but there are cartoon network there's another one that uh gendy tartakovsky did that shows how he got that scar and it was in a battle with was it asajj ventress mr dickinson yeah i think i should yeah that. yeah, she yeah. <laughs> she gave him the scar and but yeah they never answered it in the movies though yeah he just showed up so if i hadn't seen that i would just assume that he he cut himself shaving mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. good question do you like Luke? <laughs> Do I like Luke? Yeah. yeah, I like Luke. I like Luke a lot better now. Like since this, the sequel trilogy has come out, I actually like him a lot better than I did in the original trilogy. And not that I didn't like him before. I just didn't find him that interesting. But I think what they did with him in The Last Jedi uh, and in, uh, was was a lot more, made him a lot more interesting. Do you like Luke? Mm-mm. Oh, <laughs> what do you not like Luke? He's annoying. He's annoying? Yeah. Who's your favorite character? Probably Palpatine. Oh wow, Palpatine! You know what? He's an interesting character. I can I can see that. I can see that. Mine is Han Solo all the way. Why is Darth Vader so obsessed with finding Luke? That's his kid, man. A, that's his kid. Um, he, he he may not know it yet, but that's his kid. He blew up his toy. He blew up the Death Star. If somebody blew up your car or your house, wouldn't you want to get revenge? And uh, yeah, I think he can feel the force and he can feel that connection. And I think he just wants to confirm that he is who he thinks he is. What do you think? Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Well, that's what I think. So feel free to steal that idea. <laughs> um, what do you think would have happened if Anakin wouldn't have died? If Anakin, well, if somebody had asked, uh, you mean if he hadn't become Vader or if he hadn't died at the end of Jedi? died at the end at the end yeah it's like we were talking about before i think uh i think he would have had a hard time assimilating because nobody's going to trust him after he kills you know everybody and everything but uh i think at the end of the day it probably would have meant that the first order didn't come around yeah good question what do you think of the way han and leia interact with each other han and leia you know uh i think it's i think that's my favorite part of all the movies is han and leia's story so it's really, I, I think it's real. It's one of the one of the more like authentic things in the films because you've got these two people that start out hating one another, and then they realize they're actually in love. But uh, I, yeah, I love it. It's 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 my favorite thing in the movie. What do you think about it? The same thing you said, like <laughs> hate to love. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
Hey, um, what did you think about General Grievous when you first saw him? I thought he was cool. Well, see, my first uh, introduction to him was in that cartoon series I was talking about before, the the, the hand-drawn animation. And he looked kind of goofy because when he had all of his lightsabers, he was hopping on one foot. But when I saw him in the Revenge of the Sith, I thought he looked really cool. And I was sad that he turned out to be kind of a punk. Yeah. What did you did you like? Do you like Grievous? I, I, I thought it was cool until he died in Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> exactly right. He died too quick. Yeah. Died too easy. He got Come shot like three times and then went down. Yeah, exactly. What's it's that about? Cyborg. Exactly. Yeah. And he's got four lightsabers. How do you kill somebody with four lightsabers? Skill. Unless you're Obi-Wan Kenobi. Right? Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Good question. Um, um, why do you think Anakin joined the dark side? Uh, I think he um, he thought that that was the best way to save the people that he loved. You know, he lost his mom. He lost his mom. He was afraid he was going to lose Padme. And I think I think that he thought uh, that was the path to power. And he was somebody he's kind of a control freak. And that's what the dark side is all about, is about controlling everything. And so I think it was just very attractive to him because he basically was told that all of his bad instincts were okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Question. What do you think would have happened if uh, the Emperor won Luca over to the dark side? You know, there is a Star Wars comic called Infinities where it's actually Leia that falls to the the Emperor, but not Luke. Uh, I think that uh, we would have been in trouble. I think that uh, Luke was a was a, was a a more power at that point was a more powerful Jedi than Vader, and I think had he joined up with Palpatine, I think they would have overthrown the entire galaxy. It would have been bad news. What do you think? Uh, I, I I completely agree. Thank you. Yeah, sure. What's your opinion on only Ray getting the chance to get the Temple Guard's lightsaber, and not Luke and Anakin? Hmm. You know what? I'm okay with that because it was something we didn't really know about ahead of time. So I'm 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 good with that. I like Ray as a character. Do you like Ray? Absolutely not. You don't. You don't. Okay. Why do you not like Ray? This is interesting. Uh, why would I not like Ray? I don't know. Why you? Why wouldn't you like Ray? I love Ray. Uh, I literally don't like Ray in every single way. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Especially so- because she calls herself a Skywalker, even though she's not. You know, that was one thing I didn't like. I would have preferred her to just keep, just say, I'm just Ray. Because I loved in The Last Jedi where they told her she was from, she was nobody. And I did not like in Rise of Skywalker where they determined she was a Palpatine. I would have preferred at the end, instead of her saying Ray Skywalker, she just said, just Ray. That's me though. But I like Ray as a character. I get why people don't. But uh, yeah, that was my take on it. Was that uh, A, they didn't really know about it. And uh, she was maybe the one that they could trust with it. That's my take on it. Thank you. Sure. In the movie, the Phantom Menace, you, when uh, Qui Gon Jinn dies, you think uh, Obi Wan used his Jedi powers, or was it his feelings? I kind of think he might have tapped into the dark side a little bit because he really did get upset, and you know we're taught that that fear and anger are lead to the dark side. So I I think there was a part of him that tapped into it, but I think Obi Wan is good enough and strong enough that. Um, he accessed it, but then immediately shut it down. But I definitely think that uh, there was a little bit of dark side power in there that let him get the uh, get the upper hand on on Maul. What do you think? 
I think it was his feelings because when Qui-Gon Jinn dies, he went like he went like mad because like Qui-Gon Jinn died and like it was like his master and like he loved him so much. Yeah, and there was nothing he could do about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good question. How do you feel when um Jar Jar Banks gave emergency power to Palpatine? That was George Lucas thumbing his nose at the audiences ever at everybody who hated Jar Jar from the first movie. So he was like, okay, fine. He's not going to be in this movie, but he's going to cause everything that happens after this, up to this point. Uh, I think it made sense from a story perspective, but I don't understand why anybody would put that guy in charge of anything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was me too. I thought, honestly, I thought it was dumb, <laughs> but, uh, but it made sense from a story perspective. Okay, thank you. Good, good question. Hi, it's me again. Hi. <laughs> what character do you sympathize with? What character do I sympathize with? Uh, definitely Han Solo. He is my favorite character. He's this guy who sees all these people around him who can do all these great things. And all he, all he can do is really fly around this jalopy and talk to his best friend who's a dog. And uh, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. So, uh, yeah, I, I sympathize with him and I, I, I identify with Han Solo quite a bit. I'm not nearly that cool. But uh, yeah, that he was always sort of my entry point in the story. What about you? Um, I feel like I sympathize with Jaja Binks because he's a king and <laughs> he's like an alpha. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. That's, that's one way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for answering my sure. question. Sure. How does Leia treat her rescuers? How does Leia treat her rescuers? Not great, right? She's kind of rude to him. She calls Chewbacca a walking carpet, which is, to me, kind of racist. And uh, she just starts talking smack to him. Uh, it's sort of like biting the hand that feeds you, right? I guess, maybe, I don't know. But uh, I guess she's got a point. When, you, when you're smarter than everybody in the room, I guess you can do that, right? Yeah, good question. Hi, uh, I was wondering, so in The Last Jedi, um, Kylo Ren killed his uncle or didn't kill his uncle kind of um but do you think if he wouldn't have disappeared um do you think that would have had a significant change on the last movie on the rise of Gallagher? i think so um i feel like uh i think had they known carrie fisher was going to die in real life they wouldn't have done it that way mm -hmm. But I think had Luke not died in The Last Jedi, that, yeah, he. I think that's where it gets tough because he would have definitely needed to have a larger role in The Rise of Skywalker. But at that point, it's supposed to be Rey and Kylo's story. So I'm not sure how it would have affected it, but I, I would have preferred that he had lived. Me personally, I love The Last Jedi. I liked the way he died, but I would have preferred that he lived. Do you, were you okay with him dying or did you want him to live? I kind of wanted to see more of him. Me too, right? Because we didn't see any of them, and we didn't see any in The Force Awakens. He had that glorified cameo at the end. He was an extra, basically, and got paid like $2 million for that. And uh, then, yeah, he's in The Last Jedi and then not in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I'm with you there. Good question. Thank you. Sure. So as we close, we just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Email us at readingbetweenreels at gmail.com or use the SpeakPipe app on our website. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend and support us by writing a review on your favorite podcast catcher. 